Welcome to Opening Presence, the podcast about creative self-realization. My name is Aaron Robinson. Thank you so much for joining me. In today's episode, I sit down with Mason Wade. She is a model and actor based in Portland, Oregon. In this conversation, we discuss how self-care is a process that has no end date, and through this journey of compassion for self, we discover who we truly are and how we are best served in the fight for equality. If you enjoy this episode, make sure to share it with a friend. Now, without further ado, welcome to Opening Presence. Welcome to Opening Presence. My name is Aaron Robinson, and today I am joined by the owner and operator of the word Fierce, aka Big Leo Energy. Do you have any other AKAs? No, it was pretty good so far. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. I'll think of some more AKAs towards yeah. the end, but I am joined by Mason Wade. Hi, thank you very much. That was uh, that was quite the intro. I know. I tried. I, that was everything's just impromptu. I know that was very beautiful. I'm like I'm really flattered. I'm like wow. I I'm where I'm supposed to be right now. <laughs> that was such a beautiful intro. Thank you. Thank you. And today we are in your new backyard. Yes, we are. This new is, backyard, new space. Yeah, beautiful new energy. Mm-hmm. New energy, new body. Yeah, transitioning from the old energy, and now it's a sunny day, Portland, Oregon. You might hear. Some wind in the background. It's coming up because it's fire season, apparently. Apparently, but, yeah. But yeah, we have to be out here. How are you doing these days? I am keeping about as well as I can. Um, there's a lot going on for sure. Um, and I don't know. I'm definitely. I've. I found really great community this year. Um, you know, people that have always been there, but I've seen new people kind of show up in my corner. And they've just, like, really held me down really well this year. I have a really great team that I work with, and I just have a really amazing support group. Mm. And, yeah, it's really been helpful towards, like, my success and, like, my overall health. And so yeah. I'm very uh, fortunate, and I'm very blessed to be here right now. Yeah, that's awesome. Describe to me, like, the journey of, like, finding that support. Because I think a lot of people out there, like, like, at least young when I was younger, like trying to force things to happen, like 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 why doesn't anybody show up for me? Like mm-hmm. da, da 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 But then like as you mature and have more experiences and go through the trials of like finding ourselves and all that kind of stuff, like the support like just randomly shows up and you're just like, Wait, wait, this isn't what it used to be like. Mm-hmm. And I guess everybody has their own story, but what are some of the the things that you noticed along the way to allow people to show up for you? I think one of the things for me, um, cause yeah, like growing up and like, it was definitely hard. I didn't really know what support looked like. And I think I was always trying to seek it. Like we're always trying to seek a group, a family, some sort of dynamic. And, you know, I didn't realize until later that it wasn't really until like I started showing up for myself. Mm-hmm. People started showing up for me. Yeah. And yeah, that's kind of when things kind of really came to when I just started being more present and being there and being here for my community. 
I people kind of really just started like showing up and showing out, and I saw who was there and who wasn't, and who the people that continuously advocate for me. Mm-hmm. And so they've been really loud and really proud, and I'm <laughs> really happy to have them. Hell yeah! No, that's that's oh butterfly. I know, right? I, whenever I see a butterfly, like I have the same ones like at my house, mm-hmm. but I'm like that's my mom and my grandma like cut coming from the other side. To say what's up to me. What's up, like, fam? It's always like, hey, like you're doing the right thing, Aaron. Keep on floating. But it's always yeah. good to have those reminders. And then they just like disappear around the big marijuana bush. <laughs> Huge marijuana bush. <laughs> the big tree. The big tree. No, yeah. that's that's awesome. Uh, awesome place. But yeah, you're right. With the finding yourself is the the number one thing that that everything else kind of fulfills itself once mm-hmm. you like start taking that accountability of like hey i'm gonna address myself differently mm-hmm. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna down myself and i'm not gonna i'm gonna actually like respect myself and at least for myself like that's what the the shift happened was like i'm tired of this way of being mm-hmm. i can be another way i could be mm-hmm. nicer i can i can do this and there's then, always another way yeah there's always another way i think it's just yeah it's like how do you expect anybody to show up for you if you can't show up for yourself yeah and that's something i realized you know i was like only you're gonna want it as bad as you want it. Like, mm-hmm. are you gonna are you gonna get this shit or not? You know, am I gonna actually, you know, claim this thing that's my life? You know, it's my birthright. It's everybody's birthright. Go out there and do it. And yeah, I think I stopped fucking around. I was finally over it, and I was like, you know what? Let's get our shit together. Let's mm-hmm. let's let's do it. Let's get our life. Let's let's get things in order. And yeah, I think just like the more time I took for myself, like I took a lot of time, um, a lot of healing. Healing is uh, a journey, not a destination. Not something people kind of get it twisted a lot, I feel like. They're always like, oh, I'm just going to do some short-term healing. I'm like, that's not a thing. That's not a thing. Mm-mm. It's a continuous journey. Yeah, for your whole life. I think your that's, whole life. that's the concept. That's uh-huh. like people don't get. It's not like a bandage or anything. It's like, no, like every single day like is a is an opportunity to heal cuz like these things don't become fully healed like they they regress back into the old condition those those patterns that we've developed since we were young mm-hmm. those wounds that we've had since that we were trauma. young yeah all that like it still becomes a part of you like i haven't purged all of like my trauma and wounds like it's something i have to readdress because those things transmute and they change they, over they, time. They, yeah, they do. They show up differently, like as you change, as you change, and you it's have like to keep a bad going X. deep, <laughs> deeper and deeper. Yeah, totally. Um, you did mention, uh, like, you have a really good team as well, and I wanted to compliment you on like the fabulous modeling and acting work that you do. Like, like, thank you like, so it's much. So, thank it's so like it's so evocative. Like, like every image that you take that you're in, it's like it's a whole entire scene. It's a whole energy. It's a whole mood. Like the colors, the framing, like everything is perfect. I feel like and every photo is like a different character. Yeah, they are. Like it, it is. It's it's wild, but it's like it's the real deal. And thank and you so much. I guess like, can you touch on uh, who inspires you uh, in your in your art? Um. You know, I think there's there's a lot of people. I think at first, like when it came to modeling, ooh, um, I I never really saw myself as doing something like that at all. Um, I had like a really good friend from high school, and her mom was doing photography, and she's like, "Oh, can I use you for a practice shoot?" And I was like, oh, "Okay." And so we um, did a shoot, and I never really saw myself as like you know pretty. Didn't really have that type of, like, you know, self-esteem or anything like that. And so I just didn't see myself in that light. 
and she took these photos and then like you know used it for like uh, her ad work or whatever. And it was people saw it around town in my hometown, and they were like, "Oh my God, is that you?" Blah blah blah. And like, the more I was looking at it, the more I was like, "Dang!" And I kept getting because people kept saying I had the resemblance of Grace Jones. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and so people kept pointing that out, and I was like, "Who's Grace Jones?" And I just like spent like a whole day. I like went deep into YouTube and found everything that was amazing about mm. this woman. And I was like, "Whoa!" And yeah, I think from there it just kind of took off and. I don't know. I like weird. I like I like things that haven't been done. I like I like it all. I mean, I don't. I think I it's hard because I have a lot of photographers that'll hit me up and they just want to shoot some really basic things and mm. that's cool. But I ain't a basic person, you know. I I feel like I want my photo set to like tell a story, yeah. you know, in a way. And if not tell a story, just make it really ho. <laughs> like something <laughs> like you know, I'm like if we're not gonna tell a story, let's just like, make it like you know real really good, you know. Yeah. And so I don't know. I'm just like, and I just I love working with new people. I like working with people that make me get out of my comfort zone because you don't grow up from your comfort zone. You don't learn from it either. Mm. Um, I think that's just one of the things. What's would have been one of my mottos growing up is just like you know always trying to get uncomfortable because that's when I learn. That's when I grow the most. Mm. And yeah. It uh, it just kind of happened, and so I've just like I've worked with so many amazing people. Like I had a photographer one time. Her name's Kate Woodman. She's really awesome. Oh, is she the one that does like the real cinematic scenes? Yeah, I've seen her her Instagram. It's amazing. No, she's dope. I didn't. Her work's crazy. I didn't hadn't met her at all, and then she picked me up one day, and we went to her house in Lake Oswego, and like I was like still new to Portland, wasn't really sure. I'm like I don't know. I'm heading out to this random house, and then like I like went into her bathroom because we were shooting in the bathtub and she's like, all right, I'm going to bury you in a tub full of dirt. Yeah. Did not even tell me that beforehand. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, you know what? I trust you. I trust you. Let's do this. And yeah, I just think always just taking those chances, taking those opportunities, you mm-hmm. know? I'm always down to do something new. Yeah. I can't wait to shoot with you. Like, I'm, I'm learning how to gain rapport with models mm-hmm. and like getting ideas out because I, like for me, street photography is like my thing. Like I love mm-hmm. being on the street, I love street and just, just witnessing like what's going on and capturing like little nuggets of magic mm-hmm. in a scene with my film camera. But like working with models for me is kind of tough because I have that same dynamic at work where it's like I'm just waiting around as like the model just does what they naturally mm-hmm. do, and I'll I'll get some stuff. But it's like for me to be like, all right, now tilt your chin. 37 mm-hmm. degrees to the right mm-hmm. and do like that kind of thing I, I speak in like metaphor as well so i'm just like oh as like, long as it's as embody- long as you communicate it's yeah. perfect i think there's nothing worse than when i've shot with somebody and the photographer doesn't say anything the whole time yeah like i'm just like it's quiet i'm like what's going on like, yeah i'll talk but i just don't know what the hell i'm doing yeah you know <laughs> i mean as long as like you know there's communication you know it doesn't even have to be a direction but as long as there's like dialect between me and some who's sure. ever shooting me sure i feel like that's really important because it just makes it really just makes it awkward i feel like it um i feel like it shows off in my photos that you know, there really wasn't much of a connection between me and the camera. Mm. And, yeah, I think it's important to make sure there's at least some type of chemistry. Like, you get along. You know, you could even just be talking. Like, yeah. even cracking jokes, something. But some people, like, will not say anything a whole shoot. Yeah. I'm like, how am I, how am I doing? Is it, is it good? Yeah, yeah. looking yeah. good? Just, you haven't yeah, said a word. I don't know if you're actually even taking photos at this point. Are you a serial killer? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely feel that. Well, when we shoot, whenever I have the pleasure I to shoot, love to. yeah, like, I'll definitely talk. But we got we to gotta do something crazy because I've seen all the other stuff that you've done. I'm like, 
Oh, loud. We got to like, I gotta we got to go to the moon. I got a few <laughs> tricks up my sleeve. I can show you some things, so. Dope. I know. I look forward to that. Do you shoot, um, do you shoot in the failing space at all? Tips on failing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Anthony love that space and, over there. Yeah, Anthony and Gage over there at Tips on Failing in the Mississippi area. Yeah, love love that space. Love those those guys. Amazing artists. Yeah, amazing. Everything's amazing. That's the thing. Portland's a, a talented-ass city. Like, Literally. There's so many talented people. And I've come to realize, like, at least, like, since just, like, understanding, like, my own worth and all that kind of stuff, like, there's absolutely no difference between, like, of course there is a difference like there are skill levels and whatnot i'm not gonna say no to that but like from like everybody who's just hustling doing their artist thing and and putting out consistently and and just doing the work and all that kind of stuff there's no difference between us and then like the a-list celebrity people who have a million resources and are able to do their thing Mm -hmm. and be able to relax and be pampered and get paid overcompensated for what they're doing there's no there's no there's no fucking difference like y'all like we don't have less talent we don't have like we just don't have we're just not over overcompensated it's Mm -hmm. like if somebody threw fucking hundreds and hundreds of thousand dollars of us to do what we're doing right now and then have a media campaign around us and then now we're in mm-hmm. everybody's Instagram Someone feed on an brand algorithm. or something? Yeah, like, it's like, it's the same it's wild. shit. No, it's, it's wild. Like, it is wild when you so, think about that. Like, yeah, there's so many like, like non, uh, I guess like unknown factors that go behind like the perception of quote unquote making it or having impact and all that kind of stuff. It's like a decision by these 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 people or these sources that that oftentimes go unnamed which is why like a lot of people feel not confident about the things that they're putting out or at least not giving themselves that patience to allow themselves to grow because you like mm-hmm. think of like your biggest like level up from like one year to another or two years later and you're like oh, I'm a completely different person mm-hmm. I've transcended this old person and I'm this new lion I'm this new person mm-hmm. and I think oftentimes as artists we kind of stop before we allow ourselves because we we judge ourselves based on like whoever is at the top in our specified Mm -hmm. field you know i think it's hard because like yeah there there is all that but i think one thing that always i always try to remind myself um and to keep myself grounded is i have authenticity at the end of the day and i have integrity you know and i think it's hard because we have so many idols out here where you see people and like they're putting out all this great work and of course they're putting out great work because they're making hundreds of thousands of dollars and so that's all they can do is perfect their craft and on top of it you know how you have these brand agencies that are branding for them probably ghostwriting a little bit too and i think if there's one thing at the end of the day is like my work speaks for itself mm-hmm. i didn't write off of anybody's coattail and yeah i don't have to answer to anybody yeah that's <laughs> like that that is a major I feel like my key. work speaks for itself so yeah definitely and like diving deeper into your own authenticity is is ultimately going to bring fulfillment regardless of anybody else's co-sign that's i had that conversation like earlier this morning i did an interview uh where where it's like you can be like that's that like that's the sweet spot is where it's just like oh like y'all can give me a boatload of money or y'all cannot give me a boatload of money but i'm gonna still do the same exact thing and learn and grow and i'm gonna be happy regardless Mm -hmm. like that's the empowered state that like of course we want money and stuff, but it's like it's gonna be on our terms. So mm-hmm. then, when an opportunity comes in, you weigh it up against like the values and the morals that you've set for yourself. And if it if it forces you to compromise, then it's an obvious no, mm-hmm. and you're good with it. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, and 
I'm always a firm believer that, you know, never take, like, the first deal you get. Mm. And also because that's not an option, you know? And then also on top of it, I feel as though your time will come. Like, everybody's time will come. It's so hard when we're in the day of, like, social media. You see all these things. I feel like we're always just, like, comparing, contrasting, you know, my success to your success. And I think, like, one of the biggest things I always think about is I'm going to attract the people that I need. And when they see me, they're going to help uplift me. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not going to have to dilute myself or sell a piece of myself just to attain something that I might actually not even really want in the end. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, it's I've had that, that realization. Two butterflies. Actually, there's three. There's one behind you, okay. too. Okay. Hey, Grandpa. Look. <laughs> it's a beautiful <laughs> time. This backyard is amazing. It is. It's such great energy. It's I love like, it. Is that a banana tree over there? There is. See, we talk about everything. We're just like, <laughs> I know. Around, like, there's banana. Like, oh, there's some banana kale. Tree. There's some bell yeah. peppers. Mini trampoline. Squash. That trampoline's busted. I don't know why it's still here. <laughs> I went to sit on it the other day and it just went <laughs> into the ground. Sideways. I was like, oops. I gotta, I gotta maybe move that. Yeah. <laughs> so, where are you from? Uh, so originally I'm from Ethiopia. Uh huh. Um, and then my twin and I came. I have a twin sister, mm-hmm. Madison, Mason and Madison. <laughs> um, and then we came to the states. Uh, lived in California for a while, but spent uh, about ten years in northeastern Nevada. It was mm. a small mining town called Elko. Um, yeah, spent some time there, and then. About like four days after my twenty first birthday, I came to Portland. I've been here for four years now. Wow! Yeah, so. I've been here for four years as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like finally starting to feel like home. At least like finding the community and yeah, all that kind no, of stuff. I'm like having oh, okay. the anniversary has been it's been interesting to think. Like I remember just being like a young twenty one year old, like going out. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember just like trying to find myself and just like trying to take everything in. Like this was the first time I ever got to like live in a city somewhat, you know, Portland's mm-hmm. a small city it's in my tiny. opinion. When it's tiny. people sm- complain about driving somewhere, I'm like, I used to drive like yeah, 45 for- minutes to the grocery store. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's a very, it's a very small city, but you know, to like come from, you know, Northeastern Nevada, it's very desolate. It's a small town, you know, um, and not much diversity either. Mm. But, uh, yeah, just, like, coming here was, like, just, like, a huge, ah, you know, just trying to take in everything. And especially, like, when I moved here, like, Portland was, like, popping, you know, it was, like, Portlandia and all that shit. So it was just, like, interesting to see everything and just, like, kind of realize I could do anything that I wanted, yeah. you know? I think to have that type of chance and opportunity it was something I just really wanted to kind of dive into. And I was like, oh, my God, I fucking, I'm here. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. Portland's a really unique city in that, like, if you have any, it provides you the space First and foremost, like if you have like any inkling of like doing anything, like there's not a lot of impediments to success. Like there's not like a New York or any other p- big city where people just jump and fall in your way, and you're just like, get out of my way. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like what are y'all like going out of your way to get into my way? Like mm-hmm. here, I don't feel that at all. Like I feel like it's just an open playground. And then it's like you can perfect your craft, you can spend this time healing or getting to know yourself mm-hmm. and not feel rushed to to produce something right away. Like you can get all your ducks in a row and then when it's time to step out on stage, like you have that that opportunity to, but first honing in on on what it is you're bringing to the table and that's that's why I really appreciate this city. Like there's Same. There's I was actually yeah, I'm very much resonating on that. Yeah. Um I feel like yeah, it was really a great spot for me to kind of uh, center myself and figure out what it is I wanted to do and who I wanted to be, but also figure out who I was at that time, mm-hmm. you know? And because originally I was thinking, you know, oh, I want to move to LA, maybe New York. But I was like, 
girl, you're going to get taken advantage of coming out there from a small town. I was like, I know Portland. I'm familiar with it. And I felt like it was a, it was a really great pick. And looking back four years now, I'm like, wow, I'm very happy I made that decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would you see yourself moving anywhere else? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 New York. New York. Yeah. yeah big I wanna, city. I Have you been out there? I have. It's been a minute, but I really, I really do want to move. Um, but I feel like my I've, I've attempted to move to New York <laughs> several times, and I actually had I almost had a job. Actually, I was on my second interview, and it was in March. And then, right after I had that second interview, COVID happened, mm. and and I already knew I had the job too. And COVID happened, and. Uh, it was just kind of like a reminder of like, all right, it's not my time yet. I obviously have work to do. And now looking back at it from here to March, I obviously greatly still have a purpose I need to fulfill here. Mm-hmm. Um, my job is definitely not done and the work isn't done either. Sure. So I'm like, okay, which kind of makes me feel a little bit better at first, you know, because I think we always, I don't know, I think we think of time differently now, you know. I think it's like we always like have this fleeting feeling of like, I need to do all of this by this age or mm-hmm. do all of that. And I just... I don't know. I, was, I just didn't like the idea of like chasing a clock, and I feel like now with everything after COVID and you know BLM coming up, I feel like we're all processing time differently now. Yeah. And I'm loving the way I'm personally taking it for myself. Um, I really just don't give a shit now anymore. It's just like it'll come when it comes. You yeah. Know? I feel like there's just so much going on in the world, and I'm just happy to be doing what I'm doing right now and to be able to help my community in the way that I can Mm -hmm. and also work with some people that I greatly appreciate and love. So, yeah. Yeah. What is your role in this revolution? Mm. You know, what's funny is I, my coworker asked me that and I, I'm still trying to define that for myself. I, I don't know what that is. I, I feel like it's, um, it's multi-layered for sure. Uh, it's varied. Um, yeah, I really don't know. I, like, when I'm thinking about it, I'm, like, trying to think of, like, you know, these words, but I'm just, like, I think I'm creating it, actually. I think I'm going off script for myself right now, and I think I'm creating it as I'm going. Yeah. Because I, I would have never even thought, you had, like, told me, like, oh, Mason, like, if you would have told me in January, I'd be at where I'm now, I'd be like, Aaron, (laughs) you're drinking too much. Like, no, it's just, like, no, it's just, I didn't really... No, I didn't really think about this. I mean, nobody really thought we were going to be here anyways. No. But I think to, like, be in this type of work and to, like, be in this time, be in this body, and be in this space, it's, like, been, like, well, I'm actually doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm actually, like, just something I didn't really see myself doing, let alone, like, being in that the mental space. I think having the capacity for it, too, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I just didn't really think I had it in me and... Sure as shit. When yeah, things you hit show the fan, to, show up to the occasion. Yeah, you show up. I guess, yeah, really. And yeah. I came with a big plate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I was like, I'm the, hungry. Let's eat. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess we'll move to the to the latest piece that you were a part of. Does it have a title? I didn't. Yeah, burn it down. Yeah, burn one eight hundred. Burn it down. Duh. <laughs> uh, that like everything about that was like so top notch, and and it was so great to to see you taking center stage like that is like that's like the role like regardless of like i can't find my words but it's like those are actions i I guess those are actions 1-800 burn it down like that's like that's taking lead 
and and it's and also like a ton of teamwork that goes into it as well. It was like a beautiful teamwork. Like the the like all of the names on like I don't know everybody personally, uh-huh. in it, but like I'm familiar with a lot of people that you worked with uh, for that piece. But like those are the things that get people like like engage and move. It's not like a like a flyer designed on fucking like Photoshop. And it's like hey, come out to the, like that uh-huh. was a lot of energy and a lot of intention that culminated into a high quality production that leaves an impact on a viewer. It's not like put together real quick and it's just like, ah, mm-hmm. and it's like gone. It's like, no, like that, that lasts forever because we like, like this is regardless of how we feel about things. Like this is like history being made every single day, mm-hmm. like every single day history is being made. Mm-hmm. And I know we don't really attach a level of reverence or respect to our own involvement with what how things are going and our own impact but it's like when we look back collectively as like a country or as like a as a society like it's going to be very clear like which side of the road were you on oh that's shameful that you're on the other mm-hmm. side of the road like you're on the other side so it's like in hindsight we have this reverence for history but in the moment we don't really recognize that and we're making history say, right now yeah and i want to say like the your team uh, for burn it down like that was a moment in history and that's thank you live so much for a long thank time. you uh thank you i appreciate that i'm i I'm glad to hear it was really received well um, and that it connected with some people. There were some rednecks in my DMs that didn't like it sure. as such, though. But I was uh, I was just really happy to hear that it communicated really well and that people saw it and they enjoyed it but also informed them. I was hoping, like, my intention with creating it was, like, you know, I wanted to just activate people. I want people to, like, see it. It doesn't matter where you're at, whether it's Wisconsin, New Orleans, LA, like anybody could be activated. Mm-hmm. Anybody could do anything. There's that's one of the beautiful, most beautiful things about the revolution is that there's so many sides to it, you know, mm-hmm. and you can take on any side. And we're all going in the same direction, but there's so many lanes. Mm-hmm. Pick it, and you yeah. can even take several if you need. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah. I, I like that you say that there are several lanes, and I think a lot of people like need to realize that. Like, if your art is is one of those things that call you into engaging. And, and helping move things forward, then dive into that. But art is a protest. Like it's a, it's a form of protest. I feel mm-hmm. like in a way too. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah. Why wouldn't you use your own creativeness like for this? I'm like it goes in hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. It, all, it w- only makes sense to me. Definitely. <laughs> same. And like creating for me, it's like creating like a happiness and creating a life that I'm joyful to live and share. Like mm-hmm. that is protest because it's like the whole point of like the media and. And just showing all of this unjustice and, and like, whether that's, like, f- shitty food in the grocery stores, like, they're poisoning everybody. Mm-hmm. It's, like, like their whole goal is to make you feel bad. Like, their whole goal is for you to only focus on... They're telling like, you who you yeah, are. you're limited. Like, you're, like, that's it. Like, you're limited. You're not worth this. You're not that. And that's, like, the psychological, physical, neurological conditioning that they're trying to to instill in you but if you decide like no i'm gonna be happy i'm gonna be healthy i'm gonna uh-huh. share my art i'm gonna inspire others to liberate themselves from their own limited like perspectives like that's like s- that protest in its purest sense and uh-huh. like i'm happy to engage this this space <laughs> mm-hmm. you know yeah no it's uh it's it's been a beautiful thing it i mean it really actually the video just it started off as like a conversation um 
my homegirl Raquel and I were at the protest and we were doing like little voiceover interviews and she was having me interview people because she was doing the sound and you know Portland major white city um I didn't really like any of the answers these white folks were giving me they were like oh I'm like why are you here and like black lives matter and I'm like can we elaborate? <laughs> can we elaborate please and they just like weren't giving it to me and yeah. finally I like I gave her the mic and then I like got on the megaphone that I had right next to me and I was like folks are you tired of white supremacy? <laughs> and so oh. Raquel was just like, yo, we should do something. And then she sent me a script the next day. Yeah. Raquel's quick at working. Raquel Devar, my homegirl, Bay Area, representing. Is she the director? Uh, She was the producer. producer. She was one of the writers. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, she sent me the script, and then I sent it over to my homegirl, Claire, and we both looked at it and kind of edited it. We um, had a few Zoom chats with each other, kind of put it together, and then brought it over to Snackwalk, and then they were like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Yeah. And so, yeah, we, we shot it a while ago, actually, though. We shot that in June. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so it just happened to perfectly kind of come out right at that time, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, everything has everything has timing. Yeah, it totally I does. Just, I can't rush anything anymore. I feel like I've just seen so much perfect timing lately mm-hmm. in my life that I'm like, wow. Yeah. Why would I even rush anything? Like, it's just important to just be present for this journey and to just, you know, be here mm-hmm. and not constantly think about, oh, when's this going to drop? Or, oh, when am I going to do this? Or, oh, when's the next thing? You know, I think yeah. it's just important to, like, take it day by day, honestly. And totally. that's what I've been focusing more on is just taking it day by day. Yeah. I try not to think two days ahead. But nowadays, you got to actually think a week ahead yeah. right now. So. Yeah. It's, I'm reading this or reading. It, it's funny when people risk uh, refer to like listening to audiobooks as I'm reading a book. I'm just like, nah, you're listening. But uh, I'm listening to this audiobook by Deepak Chopra called Synchro Destiny. Mm-hmm. And it's like very much the same as just observing like all of these, how these things fit together. So mm-hmm. surrendering in the moment and not rushing things because things do have their own time. And then I've had scenarios where I'm being like impatient about something and I'm I'm kind of like, wanting things to happen quickly but like more so just observing like the sensations of like anxiety or frustration and and just sitting with that all the while like knowing it's like no like you, th- you're wrong like like trying to push it is wrong you gotta tap like, into it's, yourself it's, yeah it's just like that's not the way so you can sit with it but just acknowledge that you are making this condition in your body happening right now like this frustration you're generating it yourself because mm-hmm. you're not satisfied with the time frame and that's your ego trying to trying to work things out but that's not how the universe works that's not how manifesting works and so just observing it and then lo and behold like if i wait a little bit longer like the exact scenario lines up for my favor and it always it always does so mm-hmm. Whenever we're hit with like that frustrating, oh, I I, I was gonna move to New York in June, but but COVID happened or right? in March, and then it it, yeah, it got mm-hmm. it got locked up, and it's like, well, I wasn't supposed to be there. No, I wasn't. Not no. at all. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you can't you can't rush it. Uh, yeah, I'm just yeah. I I will I will wait for things in my life, and I will wait if I'm gonna make some good shit as well too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's no rush. I'm not. Also too, like I think one thing I really want to try to focus on while I am creating, especially during this time, is why I was happy that we did that video. Um, and I think we're gonna we're gonna do some more. We're gonna probably have like a few come out. Please. So yeah, stay tuned actually, yeah. Burn it down part two. Um but uh yeah, I think I was just like I kind of I kinda had imposter syndrome before the video release. 
because I kind of got into my head about, you know, I was like, oh, are people going to like it? Or do they think, like, it's going to be funny? But also, will they realize it's serious? Blah, blah, blah. And then, like, mm. I kind of realized for a minute, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I am. I didn't like go into this creating it for people. I created because it, it was a conversation with my friend and I, and we thought it was good to put it out, and we wanted to do that. And I think it's important to create with like meeting and intention, not for popularity or what you think people are gonna like. And that's something that's really I've been trying to focus in on is like I gotta remember as long as I like it, it's good. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I don't care what anybody else says. Mm -hmm. So I think that's been like a really big thing for me that is just like remind myself like even though the we got like a really great reception from it, I still have to remind myself like. You know, going into the writing room next week, I'm like, I'm writing for me and this. Like, I'm not trying to be like, what is the world going to like? You know? Because I just, I've never been a people pleaser and I don't yeah. know, boot licking ain't my thing. <laughs> no, not at all. It's like, the, when you ask, like, the audience, it's like, you're always going to get mixed signals. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> it's like, how many of them are, like, doing the work? Like, like it, That's a they're just there right to there. consume. Like, it's, it's just all consumers. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's the thing is, yeah, I guess I, yeah, I just don't want to feel like I have to create just for it to be consumed, you know? Yeah. I, I, I think, like, when I look back on my work and I look back on my portfolio, I look back and I see me and that's all I care about, mm -hmm. you know? I'm just like, it's gorgeous work. I'm happy with it. I don't feel like ever once did I have to, you know, do something that went against something I believed in or I didn't like. And it's just nice to see, like, a 100% reflection in the work that I do. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah, it takes a long time to get to that point. It does. I mean, I'm. I think. I mean, it's it's still a continuous journey. I think we're all mm -hmm. on it. I think it's hard. You know, like everybody's life is so different. It's so complex. You know, we all have different journeys, and we learn things at different times. And I'm just very blessed. My ancestors put me on game. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> no, I really am. And just the fact that you know, I've been able to listen to this intuition of mine, and I'm just really thankful to be in this space and in this body and. Yeah, to just, like, really feel like I have agency and autonomy over yeah. what I want to do in my life. <sighs> that is amazing. Like, I, I'm in that same, or, I, it's been a journey, but it's, mm -hmm. like, I've come into that space of, like, the inner knowing and, and trust and love and compassion for self, first and foremost. It's, like, it's, like, it can be interpreted as, like, selfish or whatever, but it's, like, being selfish or at least caring for yourself is the most selfless thing that you can do mm -hmm. because you show up for others in a much more empowered, like, aligned a much way. Bigger way. Like, you show up way better. Once you prioritize yourself, it's, like, mm -hmm. you... That's why I got that massage this morning. Yeah. I was, like, I'm going to put myself first. I know. I need to double <laughs> up and get... I need to get a massage. You I need to get that 90-minute baby. I did get the 90-minute... But the, it's so funny. Like, the 90... It's, like, the 60, 90, and, like, the 120 or something like that. Like yeah, yeah. The two mm -hmm. eight. and it's like I was like, oh, I want the one twenty, but the nineties cheaper. Uh, mm, <laughs> but it's I like the you. one, the like the like the night the nineties really really good. It's ideal. I can but never do like, an hour because by the time the hour happens, you're you're yeah, just yeah, getting yeah. you're just you're just getting into it. Did you do deep tissue or do you like like? Like like soft supple. Um, I think she did deep tissue because I had some work. I was like, girl, I got some trauma from seventeen yeah. years old over here. Uh, <laughs> we got to work it out. And yeah. uh, no, she was. It was really good. I, it went by so quick. I like didn't even realize. Like I was, she had to tap me to wake me up. I was like, hey, <laughs> get up. <laughs> you gotta get out of here. I was like, huh? Like I was definitely about to drool. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I feel I I feel good though. Like just taking that time for myself though, and 
you know, I think like that's like one thing, like whether it's, you know, getting your hair done, taking walks, watching what you eat, you know, I think it's important to, in a way, you got to date yourself. You do. You got to treat yourself. Yeah, you have to be with yourself. Like at the end yeah. of the day, it's like, are you happy being with yourself? Not many people could say that. <laughs> and, you know, I think it's, and I think it's like, that's like, that's like one of the weird ways like I look at myself is like, you know, there's me, this part right here that's out, that's speaking. And then there's this other side of me that I need to get to know. And I'm like, damn. You're the most complicated bitch ever, but I love you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 50 million first dates. Mm -hmm. No, and it's like, and it's, you just have to like get to know yourself and figure out what you like, what your boundaries are, you know, how you can help heal yourself. You know, I just think it's just really important to just like make sure you're there. And I also just don't ever want to be codependent on anybody mm -hmm. ever in my life. And I just, I want to show it for myself first before I show it for any, anybody mm -hmm. else. Yeah. What are some of the other ways that you take care of yourself? Um, Definitely with everything going on in Portland, definitely getting the hell out of the city, you know, going to the river, mm -hmm. uh, going hiking if I can. Surprisingly, I've lived here for four years <laughs> and I never went hiking at all until this year. Really? Yeah, and I didn't go out to the river as much either. But then, yeah, the energy has just been stayed funky for the last hundred days. So I make it a point to get out of town with my homegirl. I also think just having, like, you know, really open and honest conversations, I think, mm -hmm. with, like, my friends, you know, and figuring out, like, you know, where we're at. Um, definitely taking long walks by myself. Um, I know my friends will probably hate to hear that I walk by myself because everyone's mm -hmm. like, let me know where you're at, Mason, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah, which I understand, you know. Yeah. The world's crazy. Yeah, for it, sure. It's rough, but I love nothing more than, like, going on, like, a five-mile walk by myself mm -hmm. and just, like, exploring a new neighborhood or something. Just I think just being alone and having that time for myself because that allows me to have just some clarity and kind of really sit with myself and just, like, figure out where I'm at, you know. So because I think it's, it's hard to just get busy and get lost in the noise and, you know, like, just – kind of forgetting about taking care of yourself but also i got myself a planner recently too ah. that's also part of my self-care 25 it's my first planner <laughs> and so it's like helping me keep on task and like remind myself like oh hey i have a podcast i gotta shoot today with Aaron. <laughs> you know and i think it's just really nice to like make sure i have it all written out and makes it work easier for myself and allows me to just enjoy the things i like more like playing my N nintendo switch you know so yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's good yeah like having things to like pamper yourself or take care of yourself is so important. Like that's like part of like the manifesting thing too, is just like feeling good. Mm -hmm. Like our goal here is to feel good, to feel happy, to feel energized, to feel loved and sustain that, that state of being as, as long as possible. You got to have longevity. Like, like you do, you really do. And it's like, that's where like the practices are all put in place. Like I highly suggest getting out in nature. Like I just came back from Timothy Lake. I just spent two nights out there, mm. but like I feel completely different, like coming back, like unplugged from social media, like spending time in like in the lake water, like, like cleansing Actually myself. Actually touching the ground. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. touching the ground. Like, like when I, I just did a piece like for like a local brand and like talking about like my practices out there. Like when I, like, I'm talking to the trees. Like, I'm talking to the spirits of the land. Like, every tree that's over six feet tall is probably, like, three times my age. They're mm -hmm. way older than me, which means, and they're conscious. It's, like, there's a difference between an alive tree and a dead tree, mm -hmm. right? So, like, who's to say, like, wh like, just because we can't, like, know or articulate the consciousness of a tree mm -hmm. doesn't mean that there's not energy flowing Doesn't mean it's not it. there. Hey, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't mean that there's not energy going through mm -hmm. it. So, it's, like... When I'm there and there's I'm surrounded by hundred foot trees and animals and plants, I'm talking 
to like the to mother nature essentially and just like saying thank you like i surrender to your wisdom because mm-hmm. you've been here a lot longer than i have people have walked past here you've seen people come and go you've seen trees come and go life and death like Everything. married at the hip like you've been here and seen it so like why would i as a 31 year old person like command or at least egocentrically like command authority over you you've been here longer than me mm-hmm. like it's quite obvious so those are the types of things that i that happen like when i'm out in nature like when i jump into the water i'm like i'm baptizing myself mm-hmm. i'm cleansing myself all of of all the toxicity that i've accumulated sometimes passively sometimes intentionally like from people mm-hmm. from situations media food like when i go out there i'm like i'm I'm getting rid of all of mm-hmm. it. And, and when Just you have, it doesn't matter out there. It doesn't. And then when you have that real like belief of this is what's happening, whether it's placebo or real, I'm inclined to think it's real. It has a lasting effect when you come back into society and mm-hmm. you're just like, you have like, your bullshit meter is just like on tilt. You're just like, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not fucking with that. Mm-hmm. Nope, that doesn't align with nature. That doesn't align with nature. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Respectfully, I'm good. Like, and so that's, that for me is like, of utmost importance like i have to be out in nature and write things getting up to writing things down more uh more often is one of those next steps of like write down everything type of space Mm -hmm. i want to get to that space yeah no i i'm definitely i've been appreciating nature much more this year uh she's definitely helped uh secure my space for me you know and it's just nice and refreshing to like come back because i feel like it's so easy to get bogged down with everything and just, you know, catching people's energy. All of a sudden, you know, you see someone in a bad mood, then you're in a bad mood. And I think it's just nice to, like, go away and get away from the space and, you know, just, like, not even think about it for a while and, like, just, like, to come back and not feel as so heavy or burdened, I guess, with everything. Because I think it's just easy, especially right now, to feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulder, but it's also on everybody's. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just nice to, like, purge that and, yeah, get it out because... It's not really something that's sustainable for me. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. It's really not. Hmm. So beautiful today. I know. It's I know. I keep, I keep looking around. It's such a gorgeous day. Yeah. Do you have any, like, I don't want to say controversial takes, but what are some of the things that are on your mind that you've wanted to express? Mm, something. Um, performative activism. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Go I'm, I'm just going to say I'm not going to name any names. You know, that'd be some funny shit. But I absolutely can't stand phony, fake-ass motherfuckers. Yeah. Um, performative, activism is, performative activism is absolutely disgusting. Um, I The only thing I can think of is, like, when you see somebody out there, because right now I think with one of the great things, a lot of people are getting activated. They want to do things I think is great. But with this comes a lot of opportunists that come out of here. And they start pushing their brands and things. Mm. And, you know, when you're at events or, like, when you see these people and they're constantly in the street and they're just, like, showing face, talking, talking, talking. Like, I understand you want to inform the people, which I think is very important. 
but also right now, I think we have to be careful about how much we share because, hello, government's watching everybody. Yeah, 100%. And so it's just when you see people out here literally promoting themselves, like, I can't tell you how many people I've worked with that have just been like, you know, oh, I'm all about this, like, they, you know, baby new activist. Not saying I'm some, like, old, you know, wise uh, wizard yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I know a few things. Like, I'm sorry, honey. Like, queer trans people, we've been doing this shit forever. So I just, like, I don't know when I, I – I've been in a lot of spaces lately where I see it. And it's unfortunate because I think while I want – I really want to give everybody the benefit of a doubt, I also think that would be discrediting my intuition and I have been seeing so much. So I just feel like when you see people out there that are constantly promoting, constantly putting their face on camera, you know, putting their names on flyers, things like that, mm. I think it's very important for us to be like, what is it you're actually doing? Like, wh it, like what type of curriculum are you putting out there? What exactly are your demands? Like, I want to know because I'm just seeing a lot of, um, what's the word? A lot of revolution personalities out here. Mm -hmm. And teach their own, but please don't come in my circle anymore. Sure. I don't want to be around it. It's sure. absolutely very interesting. Yeah, I, like I said, teach their own, but I've seen, I've seen a lot. And it's funny how people move. It's crazy how, like, even through movements like Black Lives Matter or, you know, even in the Women's March, there are always opportunists that will come through and try to take advantage, whether that's, like, money or notoriety. You know, it's just, it's so it's just so crazy. Yeah. And yet, time and time again, I'm always like, damn, I knew I was right. Yeah. Damn, I knew that was right. I, yeah. I just, so it's just been very interesting to see him. And I just want to let everybody know that I see you. And um, yeah, just keep keep clear. Keep clear. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, they don't, like, their lifespan is so fucking short. They won't like, have longevity. Like, and like, you know, and like, I'm, not, and my thing is like, you know, I really, if anything, I hope the, them doing that type of work maybe opens their eyes up sure. and maybe makes them realize this work is much bigger than themselves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not to be taken lightly. You know, I think like my safety is something I've been thinking about a lot lately, mm. especially after hearing about, you know, like, oh, the FBI is looking, investigating mutual aid groups in Portland. Yeah. I'm like, like, man, fuck y'all. Like, and so it's like a real thing, you know, especially after that video came out and then the article. And I'm just like, oh, shit, my name's definitely out there. But sure. it's a risk I'm willing to take, though. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I just, I see people out here willy-nilly. And I'm like, baby girl, you would not do well in handcuffs. Like, I'm just saying. Like, a lot of people out here, I'm like, I don't know what y'all do if you actually really got fucked up. So I'm just, be careful about how you go about and how you move through this world, you know? Yeah. Because I think, like, that's, like, one thing, too. I've just noticed, like, a lot of people have been up and coming out of nowhere. And it's just, like... People get energized and they get activated, but I just like I want to make sure they channel that and focus on the long goal, the long run, because I think like one of the things people kind of get really twisted when it comes to activism and doing this type of work, and when they want to call themselves organizers, is that this is very selfless work. Nine times out of ten, you're never gonna get what you want, and at the end of the day, it's never about you, and it's never gonna be about you. It's about everybody else, mm. and I think that's like and something I have to remind myself a lot of too. You know when you know, I have disagreements in meetings or disagreements with my crew and it's hard, you know, I think it's important for us to remind ourselves like it's not about us, it's about everybody and you got to really be selfless and you got to really like move through like, you know, you got to be like with intentions and your impact needs to be bigger than intent and I just feel like that is just very important. I see a lot of people leading through ego and trauma or just like bitching on Instagram, I swear. It's either one or the other or they're doing all of them together, so... Mm -hmm. It's just something I've noticed, and I'm like, ah. Yeah. What are some of the things that you've seen that you've been inspired by and, like, the messaging has been spot on or or you've seen people show up 
uh, for the movement in ways that you were like you didn't expect, but are. Th- I guess, like, well, first and foremost, I'm forever and always in awe of black women and black trans women. Mm-hmm. We've always been at the table, and we've always continuously done the work, and um, I'm just forever and always thankful for that community. Um, I'm very thankful. We're amazing and beautiful. Um, as far as just, like, people surprising me, or... Yeah, or or just, like, like, oh, we got it right right here, and we're... we're I guess like a new like like we pulled like something out of the tool belt that like the like the the ops mother wow I was quite the guest yeah we're spiritually supported very very supported something's going off um I don't know I think maybe I think the opportunity I've gotten to work with people I probably would have never mm. gotten the chance to meet had it not been this type of situation I've gotten to meet people from all types of backgrounds and I think just the fact that to be in the space and to work with like them as a collective it's been very interesting like my like I uh, just like being at Snackbox and seeing our group of people it's just so badass like I'm like wow we are from all corners and walks of life everybody here's cute and <laughs> it's just amazing like everybody just really comes to the da- table every day they you know they they genuinely check on me like you know they're like how are you doing they like look me in the eye and genuinely mean it you know mm-hmm. and i think it's just nice to i don't know find community in places i didn't really think there i wasn't even looking in the first place yeah and then to come across that and have a family like that has just been such a beautiful thing. So shout out to my snack block family. I love you all. Shout out to snack block. Yes. Yeah, so mm, yeah, some snacks. I know, right? <laughs> I was like, like we, we just need, we need to have like a little like like a cheese board. You know what's funny like is I never and stuff. I, Kiki and I because uh, Kiki she also works at snack block, but uh, every time we come home, we always like I always look in the cabinet and I'm like because I try not to buy snacks, you know, because I know I'll, just, I'll eat them like crazy, but we have so many at snack block. It's our thing. And every time we come home, and she's like, why didn't we grab anything? I'm like, we never grab anything. And yeah. just like, I'll be like, I'll smoke, and then I'll just have the munchies. And I'll like want like fruit roll-up, something. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. I literally am in that space every day, and I still just never you take You just don't anything. do it. I just don't do it. I usually take the fruit, though, because I don't like that shit to spoil, so. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta eat the fruit. Yeah, always, always. Mm, I want, like, mangoes. Are they even se- are they in season? I don't I don't know. I don't care. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't care. Um Yeah, I know we're actually I like the Portland Mercado. You ever go there? Mm-mm. Oh, it's super bomb. It's on it it's like it's near like seventy second and foster. Mm-hmm. But there's like a really good like fruit smoothie stand. And they do like really good like job like it's just really good mango and they add the tahini on top. Mm. Oh, it's so good. I like my smoothie with like a little bit of a kick. It's so good, but like it's a like spice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but it's just like a market and it's just like there's a lot of food. There's drink there. It's really nice. Uh, you used to be able to buy your produce from there. I don't. They they may have maybe like lifted some of the restrictions, but COVID they had to you know kind of operate sure. at half operations yeah half capacity <laughs> half some, capacity some yeah shit. i was like how did you find my word there i was like wait brain fart uh but yeah no it's like really bomb over there so i, I definitely recommend trying it over there it's super good their tacos are to die for but you're vegan though right nah no i mean, I mean i'm okay so i've gone through so i i think a couple months ago i did like <laughs> like s- i did like 70 80 days no meat so i think okay. it was like june like may june like at the beginning of may 
like through June and then like part of like July, uh, I did no meat. And that was the first time I've done like more than like a couple of weeks without meat. So like it was like a couple of months with no meat. And like on Juneteenth, I broke I broke the, the streak because it was Juneteenth. Juneteenth, baby, what you Juneteenth, get? Juneteenth, we had, okay, I was over at Tips on Failing. Mm-hmm. And what y'all uh, get? We had, uh, well, we had a crab boil. Ooh. Yeah, we had a crab bo- boil. Where uh, the hell was my invite? I don't know. You gotta ask the ask the squad. All right, I'm asking. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, homegirl MJ and uh, Molly uh, hooked up uh, crab legs, shrimp, like sausage, mm. and corn. I made some chicken wings. That's the day to indulge. Yeah, it was like that was yeah that was the day that I I broke it and I was happy with it. But then I went back to eating meat until recently, the beginning of this month. Like my I, you know, like when you know, know you have to make like a shift mm-hmm. and you just put it off, you just keep on kicking the, the ball down the road and just putting it off. Like I've been feeling that way as far as like my next like level up, like lifestyle change. Like I got to assume the role of a leader and mm-hmm. and just put my front, my foot forward. And I've been Best like, foot eating, forward, yeah. eating fucking wing stop and just random shit. And I'm just like. Fuck. All right. I got I know it's tied to my I'm diet. Guilty right now too. I know I know it's tied to my diet. Mm-hmm. Like my next ascension is about like being a clean vessel. Like I got a colonic a couple of days like last week and I'm just like, "Oh, I got to rid myself of these toxins." So I'm mm-hmm. very engaged with that and knowing that it's like, "Oh, a lot of it's tied to diet." So, it always a lot of it. I mean, really yeah. when you put it in your body, I mean, Eat shitty food, you're gonna feel like shit. Yeah, you like, are it's, shit. It's, like you eat shitty food, you are shit. Yeah, <laughs> it just it makes sense. And so, yeah, I I was actually that's funny you say that because I was thinking the same thing too. Um, yeah, because I had a burger a while ago, yeah, and I was days. yeah, and I was just like thinking, I was like Mason, we gotta cut this shit out. I like I need to be because like just like you said, like there's another transformation coming. There's another yeah, shift. Yeah, there's so many more. I want to be ready. I don't want to be. I don't want to be held back a level. No, 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 no. <laughs> and no. I think it's like just, there's it's, unlimited I've, levels well, too. And I've come too far right now. I feel like you know, I, I just really need to be focused, and I, I really need to be in tune with myself in order to get myself to that next level. And I need to honor my work that I've done mm-hmm. previous and past. So I just need to be really honest about that. So totally, I'm glad we're on totally. the same page here. Yeah. So maybe we could check in on each other yeah, about that. Totally. Yeah. Like I started like September first was like all right, like no more tobacco, like no more meat. Like, let's get locked in. And then, like, going out to nature, like, having, like, very ceremonial gestures, like, incorporated within day-to-day living, which mm-hmm. allows you to tap back into the original commitment that you make. It's like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna cleanse myself at the lake. Oh, like, this last tobacco I have, I'm going to say a prayer, thank it, thank it for its services, and release it back to the earth from which it came. Like, oh, like those, You know, those, like, those types of things, just that, yeah. those things just make sense, and it's just like, oh, of course, like, that's where it came from. Let me gift it back to the earth. And those symbol- symbolic things, I guess, create a level of accountability because, like, similar to what I was saying before, it's like anything I say here I have to do now because it's on wax. It's like an account- built-in accountability structure of, like, oh, fuck, people know, like, what I said, mm-hmm. so regardless of whether they hold me to it, it doesn't matter. It's it's the system that I create myself in which that I can follow. I like the idea of, you know, taking it, saying thank you, then releasing it back. Can I do that with men? 
Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Release it back to the, release like, back to right, the wild. I'm done. Here you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. How has dating been for you in this city? Oh, God. Ah! Um, honestly, I mean, if I'm going to be honest, non-existent. I think there's guys out here that would claim me as their ex, but I, would, I absolutely don't claim anybody here. Sure. Um, You know, it's, it was, honestly, it's really kind of been non-existent. Like, you know, I've had my, you know, FWBs, you know, but like I, I don't know, Portland's, um, you know, it's obviously predominantly, it's a white city. And, you know, after you like date white guys for like a year, you kind of just like, I'm, I don't know. I, it was, I was kind of over it. I was like, I'm good. It's just the same type for me personally. Mm. I'd like a little bit more, but also I, I don't know the way my life has been and the way I've catered to it. I don't know. I've just been dating myself. Like I haven't, like people are always like, People always ask me, like, oh, why aren't you with anybody? You're so cute. I'm like, why do I need to be with somebody? Mm. Why can't it just be me? And I'm just not rushing for that. I'm like, if some guy, if some nigga comes along <laughs> and he got his shit together and I can spend his money and I keep mine, it's perfect, you know? <laughs> but in the meantime, I'm just going to indulge in myself. But, yeah, dating in Portland has... I mean, I, I think every guy that took me out on dinner, because I, I, I ate around a lot in the city when I first moved here, went to a lot of nice dinners, mm. swiped a lot of cards. <laughs> Thank you. You will not be forgotten. Or um, named. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, dating here has been definitely interesting. Um, yeah, I definitely just kind of gave up on it. I was like, these guys are weird out here. I sure, can't. Sure. Yeah, dating, like, I kind of like feel the same as far as just like, like having, I've never like, I haven't met like my match. Like, there's nobody on my like, level. There's it, nobody on our level. Like, and that's that's the like, thing. That's the thing. It's like I've been on like plenty of dates with women, and it's just like, okay, like we kind of just do the same thing, and it's just like there's never like that, like that locked in, like your just attacking natural. life, like type of thing, or at least just like we vibe on a couple of levels here and there, but it's like, all right, well, do I would I rather like kick it with my dog or? Or with this person, and most of the time it's like my dog. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna hang out with Rocco, and we're just gonna like I'd rather like get more shit done. Like mm-hmm. if if somebody doesn't like inspire me to mm-hmm. to want to build with them, mm-hmm. essentially, it's like well, like, you can't just you can't force a relationship. Not at all. You know, not like if somebody's really interested in you, they'll show. And I just feel like yeah, it's just I want that shit to be natural as can be. Mm-hmm. Like I already know whoever ends up with me. First off, they'll be very blessed, but they'll have a busy job. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll wait for that because I need to make sure they're mentally there yeah. and they have capacity and they've worked out on their shit because I want to work on my shit as well. Too. Yeah, I think that's another yeah. thing is, you know, there's a lot of people out here that, like, I have some friends and they be constantly getting relationships and one after another. And I'm like, girl, you're codependent. Stop. Like, you're not working on yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you go into these relationships and you're bringing that last baggage because you didn't check out. Yeah, well, most people do that because the people that are working on it don't bring that old shit into the relationship. Like, everybody mm-hmm. has their mm-hmm. shit, but it's, like, the people that keep bringing their old shit in in being codependent and going from relationship to relationship, never working on their stuff. Like it's usually those are the types of people that are in the relationship. It's like, it's very, very rare that like two people are working, like doing their own in inner work, mm-hmm. which is why I possibly like possibly why the city like has like just a bunch of single people that it's are so afraid weird. to be in really, I don't know if we're afraid to be in relationships or we're just avoiding of it. Or they're just like, I we'd rather be by ourselves. Like I think the freedom, like people don't want to give up their level of freedom that they've acquired mm-hmm. here. It's like, oh, I like being like a little free bird. But then as soon as like there's a level of constraint or rules or regulations, they're like, fuck that. 
I'm mm-hmm. gonna be single. There you go. Yeah. Well, and I think like the best relationship I've ever had is with myself. I'm just mm-hmm. like, honestly, I'm a bitch sometimes, but I'm like, I know my shit. I'm like, it's just, I don't know. I see a lot of friends, and you know, it's unfortunate with some people. They would rather share a bed with somebody who does not make them feel good than sleep alone. Not happening. Fuck the, that. Nah. Fuck that. I got a king bed, baby. I'm happy <laughs> in that bed by myself. It's perfect. There's enough room. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like yeah, don't rush it. When it happens, it happens. I'm also just trying to think about dating in this climate right now, though. Too. It's a it's, whole. There's two pandemics. I haven't, honestly, COVID I haven't, and a race war. Yeah, I haven't. <laughs> COVID and a race war. Great episode title. Uh, uh, like the idea of like like it had like you said before, it has to be absolutely like natural and have a like a like a flow to it because it's like I'm not stepping outside of myself in order to entertain anything these days. Like I'm like I'm grounded within myself and have clear eyes. Like none of the like coming out with me like like even just like general just like hookups and stuff. I'm just like I'm not doing that. I'm not giving you this you know, energy. It's so I'm not weird. giving it. I don't even like don't get wrong. I haven't I, I you know, I like me a good hookup. It's all cool. I usually fuck on the first date. But <laughs> I've noticed like this year like yeah, hookups just ain't doing it anymore. And I'm like, am I entering a new phase of hoe? <laughs> is this a new phase? I'm new like, what phase. is this? Like, I don't know. It's it's just like, yeah, I'm in this weird phase of my life now where I'm like, all right, I guess we're just being absent right now. Like, we're just going to keep doing us and hopefully. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Hof- hopefully. Hopefully it's a nigga, too. I can't be doing Yeah, literally. Uh, hopefully it's a nigga. I, I need a nigga at this yeah. point. I'm like, where you at, baby? Come at me. He's out uh, there somewhere. I know, right? I just not in Portland. I'm like, it's New York. You, I know he's in New, New York. York. He's in New York. Yeah, I know he is. All right, well, you might have to book a flight. I just might actually. I don't know. I, I've been thinking about possibly visiting, but I'm just so worried about with everything like COVID. It's a lot. It's a lot right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's just and I, like, and I think the idea like to like, I don't know. I just hate to go there and bring my shit. Like I would, I would. I'm irritated when I see tourists here. Which is so weird because I'm like, what are you doing here? Like, you see him with the pink boxes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you just fly here for voodoo? For, is that yeah. it? And to walk around downtown? Yeah. Is that pretty, it? It's pretty whack, especially Keep right now. Keep your shit in your city, you yeah. know? And like, it's, I don't know, out of respect, that's where I'm at, you know? Yeah. But yeah, so I just, I wanna be careful about that. And also, yeah, it's just still a pandemic. And I just wanna be sure of that. I'm, like I said, I wanna have longevity. I'm not, I'm not trying to catch the COVID. I can't do it. I'm not either, but I think the the virus, like the actual virus, is fear that's spreading around. Like not to say, mm. like, like I don't co- know, like, no, that's true. Like, there's true. There's like, there's like tea to the, that. Like the race things and like the like, like all of it is is transmitting one coherent signal. Like the through line between COVID and police brutality and racism, oppressive oppressive systems, and mm-hmm. all of it combined, the one commonality is fear. Mm. That's the one thing. That is the virus. That's for been me. coming up a lot lately. So it's like I, it's not like I don't believe the virus. Like I, of course it's fucking real. Like of course I'm not, you I'm not science. ignorant. I'm of still, course you believe in science, but yeah, no, I'm you're wearing a mask. Like you're absolutely fine. no, you're absolutely right though. Um, it is fear. That's so interesting because I've been talking about fear a lot lately. I feel like this summer I talked a lot about with my friends and I saw that Nina Simone documentary. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's this quote of hers, and she was like, because they interviewed us, like if you could live life with like one thing, like what would it be? And she's like, I would want to live life without fear. Imagine if you had lived half your life without fear, what would you have done? And I'm just like, damn, just even half your life without fear? And, because I feel like, you know, we do tend to operate on like a fear basis sometimes, whether we know it or not. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just, 
I don't know. I think it's everyone's job every day to dive in every morning and wash away those fears. I think mm. you just got to be bold, brazy, and just not give a fuck. And I think it's just like, you know, and it's it's something that's learned every day. There's some days I'm not as strong as I am, and that's okay, because you can't be strong all the fucking time. And whoever wrote that narrative is a dick. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think it's important. I just, now, I feel like the older I'm becoming and more I'm getting into myself, I'm just like... Yeah, slowly getting rid of it. I'm just like, fuck it. I don't even like it. Fear, like you, like fear lives with you, and it don't pay rent. It doesn't even pay rent. Mm-mm. You gotta go. You know, so that's, that's where I'm beautiful, at. awesome. Well, I'm, I'm super happy that we got to sit down and chat. I appreciate your time, thank you, and so your much energy, for me. and your talents. Where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Same handle, Mason Wade, M-A-S-Y-N-W-A-D-E. Wonderful. Thank you, Mason. And also hit up Snackblock, too. Snackblock PDX. Yeah. Snack, like a snack, block. No K at the end, just the C, PDX. Yes, do that. Thank you so much, Aaron. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Mason. And thank you all for listening to Opening Presents. Mm-hmm.